Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Kayfabe or Die News. The weekly podcast where I go over all the latest news in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Kayfabe or Die. And the podcast is available on many podcasting platforms. We're available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, and a few others that I don't know off the top of my head. So um, if you want to give us a listen, uh, we're available on those podcasting platforms. Um, <clears throat> interesting week this week. Um, last week we went off a busy weekend with... Uh, the G1 Finals Tournament and SummerSlam and TakeOver. So last weekend was a pretty busy week uh, for wrestling. Uh, this week we have a few new stories to go over. Uh, got something, um, not really, a, I don't know if it's really a news story, but something interesting to look at uh, in New Japan. Uh, got a couple of things about AEW. And big news out of WWE regarding NXT. Um, I'll go over that, plus a couple um, things, uh, kind of like quick, like reviews with uh, Raw and SmackDown, which took place the last couple of days. Um, and the kind of big things that kind of came out of those two shows. Um, I'll do a quick, like, review. Um, <clears throat> Johnny and the Giz are back. Uh, last week with the, uh, our weekly Kayfaber Die podcast on Friday, um, they went over a lot of the busy stuff that happened while they were on hiatus, uh, but they will be back this week uh, to go over Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and whatever else they decide to talk about, um, so look forward to that this Friday. Um, other than that, I will get into what I got this week for news. Um, starting with New Japan Pro Wrestling, I don't know if I announced it on one of the news podcasts or if I was doing the news podcast at the time, um, but if you're unfamiliar with New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom is their WrestleMania that um, takes place every January 4th. Um, the winner of the G1 Climax Tournament, which I said, like I said, just uh, finished up last week, um, ends up going up against the heavyweight champion, the IWGP heavyweight champion, in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, well, this coming Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 14, which will be taking place on January 4th, 2020, actually has been split up into two days. So Wrestle Kingdom will be taking place on January 4th and January 5th. Normally, the way it goes is January 4th, you have the big Wrestle Kingdom card, and then January 5th, you have New Year's Dash, which is kind of like uh, New Japan's like day after WrestleMania, where a lot of big things happen. Um, but I guess now they're not going to do New Year's Dash, and they're going to make Wrestle Kingdom a two-night event, taking place January 4th and January 5th. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because at a press conference, I believe, um, with uh, Kota Ibushi, who won this year's G1 Climax Tournament, he was talking about possibly challenging for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on the first night 
of Wrestle Kingdom January 4th, and then on January 5th, challenging the Intercontinental Champion, which as of right now is Tetsuya Naito. So uh, nothing has been confirmed on that, but there could be a chance with this being a two-night event thing to them trying to do something different to where we could see uh, one person going after both championships um, in both nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, like I said, <clears throat> the IWGP Heavyweight Champion currently is Kasuchika Okada. Um, the G1 Climax winner was um, Kota Ibushi. So Abushi's talking about making history and possibly becoming the first ever IWGP Heavyweight Champion and Intercontinental Champion at the same time. So uh, we'll look to see if that's something that might end up happening. I don't know if maybe Naito will still defend the title at Wrestle Kingdom, if he still has it by Wrestle Kingdom. If he'll still defend it on the 4th and then whoever's champion will go up against Abushi on the 5th. I, I don't know. So we'll see what happens uh, once that gets closer. But interesting that Wrestle Kingdom is two nights. Um, something that like, my brother and some friends of mine kind of talked about with WrestleMania, kind of maybe something that they should look into of making it like a two-night event because seven, eight hours of wrestling, especially for a live crowd, is a lot to take because they normally have a two-hour pre-show and then the main show sometimes is goes up to four or five hours. So you're looking at seven hours of wrestling, which is a lot to take in one day. So um, it might be something that uh, WWE might look into possibly in the future if they're looking to make WrestleMania that long. But then it's hard because you got TakeOver and then you got the Hall of Fame ceremony. So it's kind of hard to, to make that a two-night event. Maybe they could start earlier. I, I don't know, but... That's uh, <clears throat> really all that I got out of New Japan. Um, switching over to AEW, there's a couple of things. Um, AEW is going to be having a one-hour special uh, taking place on TNT on August 30th. That's the night before All Out takes place on um, August 31st. So that would be uh, taking place on a Friday night, and I believe it's going to be at 10 p.m., so it will be the first programming for AEW on TNT before they have their show start up, which I believe is uh, October 2nd um, is when their show should be starting up on TNT in the fall. So, and this will kind of give you maybe like a little bit of a preview for All Out, showing you some of the bigger matches and just trying to get the genuine audience that may not know uh, about AW yet, trying to just expose them to their their roster and stuff like that. So it should be a pretty interesting program. Um, they also announced two uh, more locations for their uh, TV show. Um, October 23rd, they will be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And October 30th, they'll be in... Uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Sorry, my handwriting sucks. I had to try to read that. Uh, so those are the two <clears throat> locations, the new yeah, new locations announced for um, TV tapings uh, for AEW show, like I said, which starts um, on October 2nd. Um, 
I believe their second and third show, which must be the Pittsburgh show, and then I don't remember where the second show's at, but I think I read that both of those shows are actually sold out as of right now, so it seems like they're they're selling out all their venues um, so far going into uh, the new TV show, so that's pretty big for them. Um, and the uh, women, the, the new women's, AEW Women's Championship, um, will be crowned actually at their first show in Washington, D.C. Um, at All Out, they're having a like an, another casino battle royale with this for the women. Um, the winner of that will go on uh, to fight for the uh, AEW Women's Championship, but the second competitor um, has not been determined, like, how that will be determined. So, um, I know also, I think they're getting ready to do tag, a tag title tournament, too, so that should be um, taking place fairly soon on the weekly programming. So, they're really starting to get things, the ball moving here with getting a couple of new titles announced with the tag titles and the women's title. And the women's title, the first ever champion, will be um, determined on their first TV show in Washington, D.C. Like I said, the winner um, of the all-out battle royal, um, the casino battle royale, will be one competitor. The other competitor um, has not been determined how they will find that out, but we'll get uh, that hopefully soon. Um, we're about a couple of weeks out from all-out, so... Once we get uh, closer, um, I will go over the card and my predictions um, probably the week before All Out takes place. So um, that's it out of AEW this week. The rest of the news will be WWE related. Um, I'll go over first. I'll quickly go over kind of like a review um, of Raw and SmackDown. Like I said, kind of just talk about a couple of the bigger things that happened. Um, on Raw, we had the start of the um, King of the Ring tournament. We had two matches. Uh, Samoa Joe and Cesaro uh, battled in an amazing match. Really, really enjoyed that match. A lot of people have been talking about that match. Uh, Samoa Joe uh, came up with the victory. And then the other one was Cedric Alexander and Sami Zayn. Um, Cedric Alexander got the win and moves on to the second round. Um, so kind of, kind of how I predicted it to go. I was pretty sure Joe was going to win. I was kind of split with Alexander and Zane. I was thinking maybe this might be something where they might try to push Zane a little bit since he's been losing a lot the last couple weeks, but actually they kind of, uh, hit on that on SmackDown, but I'll get in that once I go over SmackDown. Um, but those are the two competitors moving on to the second round on the Raw side. Um, the tournament finals, from what I, I think I mentioned it last week, but I'm like, I don't think it was guaranteed. But I do think I heard that the tournament finals will be taking place at Night of Champions. So that's pretty pretty cool. Um, other things that happened at Raw, I mean, we had Sasha Banks kind of go on and do her thing again. She attacked Natalia for a second time. Um, there, it looks like they're really getting really edgy kind of with the storyline. Um, especially with Sasha Banks because of her constant uh, talk about Natalia's father. Like the line that she said was kind of, eh. Like there, uh, there's one thing that WWE likes to do is they like to exploit things. And 
them exploiting real life death is kind of touchy. So uh, the comment that she made where uh, she said that uh, see you in hell and say hi to your dad and all that stuff. That was kind of, eh, I don't know. Um, the big thing that also came out on Raw was uh, we have new Raw Tag Team Champions in Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Um, not a really big fan of this, unless it's just to kind of sell a storyline further. Um, I really don't like how they took the titles off of Anderson and Gallows, especially when they were trying to kind of get the club pushed as like a big threat, and now... They got the titles taken off of them after a couple weeks. So I'm hoping that this is going to lead to them winning it back and to further a kind of a storyline. Because I kind of think that this is going to lead to Braun and Seth for the Universal title and possibly a heel turn for Braun Strowman. Um, I kind of think it's something that he needs personally because I think he's been kind of stale a lot the last few months. Nothing really big happening with him. He's kind of getting lost in the shuffle. And they just don't want to seem to, you know, uh, go with him fully. It seems like they act like they're going to go with him. And then they kind of, like, come back. And then they go back to somebody else, like a Brock or something. So I'm hoping that this means that maybe we'll get a heel turn for uh, Braun Strowman. And that that's going to lead to them losing the titles. This is, like, the third time that, like, Seth has had, like, has been a dual champion. Uh, last year, he was Intercontinental and Tag Team Champion. Um, now Universal and Tag Team Champion. And then, uh, I can't remember exactly what year it was, but when he beat John Cena, he was WWE Champion and United States Champion. So Seth Rollins is uh, pretty pretty well known for having the dual championships. So, but those are the real big things that kind of happened on Raw. We, we saw The Fiend again after not seeing him last week, and a lot of people were kind of like, oh, well, hopefully WWE's not dropping the ball with The Fiend because they didn't even really make a mention to him last week. But I think that that's their plan of what how they want to do it. And I think the way they were kind of what I was reading is WWE wants to make The Fiend like unpredictable. Like you don't know when he's going to show up. So like talking about him week after week is not what they want to do. So he, he had attacked... <clears throat> Excuse me, he attacked Jerry Lawler uh, last week, which was, it was kind of weird because he was like going to have a King's Court and then he just randomly started talking about the King of the Ring. Uh, he was supposed to interview Sasha and then he just randomly started talking about the King of the Ring and then The Fiend came out. So it was kind of a weird segment, but uh, it, was, it was good to see The Fiend kind of come back. So, uh, but yeah, that was about it for Raw. Not too much more kind of, of importance really happened. So, moving over to SmackDown last night, we were having uh, the continued saga of who ran down Roman Reigns and stuff like that. Um, was it Buddy Murphy? Was it Rowan? Is Buddy Murphy lying? Da-da-da-da-da. Um, Buddy Murphy and Daniel Bryan had an amazing match last night. Um, I'm really liking kind of what they're doing with Murphy, even though last week he lost to Roman, but still had an amazing match. This week he had another amazing match with Daniel Bryan and actually won. I was kind of surprised because um, I was kind of thinking they were going to like kind of go with, hey, this guy has great matches but just can't like pull it off at the end yet. So, But he had a great match with Daniel Bryan last night. If you haven't watched it, uh, go back and give that a watch. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens still kind of had their thing going. 
Uh, Owens was a lot more resolved in trying to still get Shane to like reverse the decision of the finding of him of the hundred thousand dollars that he found him last week. Um, it seemed like Shane was gonna think about it because Owens was you know kind of being sympathetic and apologetic and stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the show, we found out it pretty much won't happen. Um, trying to think of what else happened on SmackDown. We had two more um, on, uh, King of the Ring tournament matches. One of them was with Kevin Owens, him and Elias, uh, where Shane inserted himself at the end as the special guest referee and fast-counted Kevin Owens, knocking him out, which really surprised me because I kind of predicted Kevin Owens to go to the finals to go up against Drew McIntyre on the Raw side. So I don't know where they're going with it on SmackDown now because Kevin Owens was my pick to win the SmackDown side, and he's already eliminated in the first round by Elias. So that was that was pretty big. Um, the other match was Andrade and Apollo Crews, uh, which we saw uh, Andrade get to win, which is I pretty much thought Andrade was going to win. So those two matches kind of went the way I predicted them. Or not the first one, but the Andrade-Apollo Crews one went the way I thought it would. But the Owens and Elias one did not, like I said. Uh, that was kind of a shock. Um... We had constantly throughout the night somebody sitting in the back room with a thing over their head. Brian saying that that's who hit uh, hit Roman. So everybody was wondering who it was. Um, we saw our first possible couple of matches announced for Night of Champions. Um, Charlotte was on an episode of Moment of Bliss. And Bailey came out, and pretty much the challenge was set for them to for money in the or money in the bank for Night of Champions. Bailey and Charlotte for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, and it also seems like we will be getting the revival against the New Day, Kofi or not Kofi, uh, Xavier and Big E for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions because they uh, challenged them, which I'm pretty sure the New Day will accept. Um, Xavier Woods, uh, got attacked at the end of Raw, uh, by the, uh, Revival almost breaking his leg, so we got a little bit of a storyline going there with that. Uh, Kofi came out at the beginning and attacked Orton and the Revival with a chair after their attack on them at the end of Raw, so we got that storyline going further. Uh, my brother was kind of thinking that there could be maybe a possibility that they combine those th those two storylines and maybe um, to kind of, you know, um, have one less match where we might possibly have like maybe like a winner take all where we have the New Day against Orton and the Revival, but nothing's been announced with that. So we'll see what happens uh, there. Um, but with the... Um, Brian with the guy who supposedly hit uh, Roman uh, at the very end of the show, like last like minute, uh, they go back and they take the hood off the guy and it's like a Roman lookalike. And I don't know, it's kind of dumb. Um, but I really, they're most likely still going to be setting up for it being Brian and Rowan. And uh, I think it's going to be Br uh, Brian and Roman. At uh, 
Night of Champions, because I think in the next week or so, we're going to find out that it was really Brian and Rowan that did it. So, um, not not a terrible sh- uh, couple of shows. Um, WWE, like, the last few weeks of Raw and SmackDown haven't been terrible. Um, so, hopefully, we're kind of getting away from the duds um, every week and the terrible ratings and stuff like that. Um so getting into the last story, which was something that was funny because a lot of people were saying that this was supposed to be announced uh, Monday on Raw, uh, but I guess WWE actually never really officially said that they were announcing it on Raw, just people were reporting that it was going to be announced. Um, but it was announced yesterday that NXT will be moving to USA uh, starting September 18th, I believe. Uh, yes, starting Wednesday, September 18th, uh, NXT will be moving to USA on Wednesday nights. Um, October 4th, uh, SmackDown will be moving from USA to Fox. So now USA gets their second show for WWE back. Um, it will be two hours from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, and it will be live, so no more pre-tapes um, like the show normally has been. Um, and it will, as of now, I don't know if this is going to change in the future, but as of now, the show will also still take place at Full Sail Arena, which is where they've been doing the filming um, for a while with uh, NXT. Um, also, um, NXT, the NXT will it will be up on the network the next day. So a lot of times Raw and SmackDown uh, episodes aren't up on the network till like a few weeks after they originally air. NXT will actually be on the network the day after it airs. So that possibly could hurt WWE in the long run because they're going to be starting the, the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW once AEW starts on Wednesday and they'll have NXT on Wednesday same time um this may give the option for people to watch NXT or I'm sorry AEW show live and then just go to the network the next day and watch NXT uh so uh that could possibly hurt NXT uh and and WWE but who knows um they're gonna get a couple weeks uh head start for a couple weeks because like I said um, AEW doesn't start till October 2nd so WWE is going to try to get ahead of the ball and try to get NXT you know going for a couple of weeks uh, before NXT starts or before AEW starts sorry uh, takeovers will still be taking place on Saturdays on the net on the network like it always will um, that's not changing anything um, and as of right now, reports are saying that nothing's really going to change with NXT as regards to like Vince McMahon taking over. Um, it sounds like from what they're saying that it's not really going to make any major changes there. Triple H will still be taking over, uh, or not taking over, but will still be in charge. Um, and hopefully that's true. Because hopefully does it get oh, like WWE saturated and make it just like another episode of Raw and SmackDown. Um, it needs to stay different like it has been. 
Um, so mainly what it's going to be is it's just going to be on a bigger scale. It's going to be two hours instead of one. And it's going to be on actual TV instead of just on the network. And it's going to be live. I think <coughs> personally for me, that's a big thing because I really don't watch NXT show. The show I watch all the takeovers, but I don't watch the weekly show because it's taped and because results are posted all over online, I have a hard time getting into wanting to watch it, even though the matches are amazing. I still just have a hard time getting into it after uh, knowing that I that the, I know the outcomes. That's how I was with SmackDown 2 when it went to Fridays, and it wasn't live, it was taped on Tuesdays. I didn't really watch SmackDown a whole lot because I knew all the outcomes. So just I had a hard time wanting to watch the matches once I knew what happened because I'm like, oh, this wasn't that great of a SmackDown. What's the point of me wasting two hours of my day? You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that, that with NXT now being live, I'll definitely be watching it every week now. Um, hopefully for WWE's sake, they 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 have to they have to get off the ball quick. Like they need to have those first two shows before. They need to have them big, um, just so that people are going to want to watch NXT on that Wednesday when AEW premieres on the 4th, because, or the 2nd, because um, they, that's what, that's what WWE is trying to do. They're trying to get a couple weeks going to where it's like must-see TV once the 2nd happens and you're going to choose NXT over AEW, so... Um, but that's really it out of that. Like I said, it's big news. Um, don't know what that's going to do for the landscape of WWE. If they're maybe not going to have as many call-ups so they can have a good roster on NXT. Um, something I heard, there could be a chance that 205 Live guys might wrestle on NXT more often. And that there could be a chance that 205 Live might be taken off of um, the network and the guys will just work over on NXT. Um, they're going to have to, you know, fill spots now because they have an extra hour to fill. They got a good roster, um, but they're going to want to, you know, have a little bit more names, you know, people are familiar with. Um, and that also means that they may not have, you know, when they sign these new recruits, a lot of times they have them wrestle on, you know, TV tapings for NXT and, we, we have a lot of, you know, no-name matches where, like, enhancement talents are wrestling the newer guys that are that have been signed just so they can get their name out there. Um, we might not be having that as much because they're going to want to, you know, have, like, the names uh, to draw the people in because now we're on live TV. So, and you're on actual uh, cable. So, we'll see. We'll see what this uh, entails. I'm excited. Um... I think, in a way, I think it's the smart idea for WWE if they're trying to, quote-unquote, compete with AEW. I don't know if their SmackDown and Raw can compete, but I do believe if they go with NXT and they leave it the way it is, just on a bigger scale, with the extra hour and the live uh, TV, that I think NXT is the closest competition for AEW because they're very similar. Um... They're very similar with, like, the match styles and stuff like that. And they have a lot of, you know, the indie darlings that uh, 
um, kind of make up AEW right now. They kind of have those over in NXT with guys like Gargano, Cole, um, Riddle, all, all the whole list of guys, Pete Dunne, uh, Velveteen Dream. They have a good starting roster here. And that might be another reason why they haven't moved anybody up because knowing that this is going to be on TV now and that they're going to need that uh, extra hour and the extra talent and the big name guys to, to draw, um, that might be a big reason why they haven't brought anybody else up recently. So, and we could see a chance the way we might have invasion angles or we have NXT guys going and attacking Raw and SmackDown guys. I, I don't know. Um, that might be something interesting because, like, I know a lot of people were kind of maybe hoping for maybe like a OC versus uh, Undisputed Era thing, maybe at Survivor Series. Now, maybe with them doing this, this could be a potential of something like that happening. Um, but we'll just have to see. So, um, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the news. Um, like I said, if you want to follow us on uh, our social media accounts, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KFaberDie. If you want to listen to our podcasts, um, we are available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, just to uh, name a few. Um, look out on Friday for the um, latest episode of the K Faber Die podcast, the end of the week podcast with Johnny the Giz. Like I said, they'll be going over. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and anything else they decide to go over. So um, until next week, buzz out.